0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of Yes, You're a Writer. I'm Ariel, and with me, as always, is author Joe Whittemore. Hi, Joe. Hey, Ariel. So we're talking query letters this time.
1: We are, indeed. Um, Because now that you've got your manuscript finished, you've had it critiqued, you've done your research on agents and editors, now you actually need to send something out to them to let them know that you have work that you would like to have published, right? And this
0: is called the query letter, yes?
1: Correct. So the query letter is basically a query in letter form... Basically stating, this is a book I wrote, it's intriguing because of blank reason, would you like to see it? And so they'll either say yes, or they'll say no. So, I wanted to start this conversation about query letters um, with a caution, because a lot of times when people learn how to do a good query letter and they're excited to go, they'll send it to everyone. Okay. Right? So they'll send it to 50 plus agents all at once, just massive spam to all the agents, and that can be a problem because, for one thing, if, you, if you're not writing a good, successful query, you've oh. just ruined your shots with 50 different agents, right? So my recommended, my recommended approach is you send out five queries. Okay. You wait for those to come back. You wait for a couple of responses to come back. If you're constantly getting no's back and you're not having any nibbles where, and, and it doesn't, co- uh, with the exception of some time, it doesn't cost them anything to say, sure, send some pages if they think your concept is intriguing. Okay. So that's how you know if, you, if you're not writing a strong query, that's how you know is if nobody wants to see the work. Got it. And so yeah. that's when you need to reevaluate and that's why I'm saying don't send your query letter to everyone all at once up front. Send it to a few people. If you get rejections from all of those people, then maybe think about revising your query letter to get to get the nibbles.
0: Yeah, so think about it more as a process where you try it first with a few people. Exactly,
1: like that doesn't work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kind (laughs) of refine your approach,
1: exactly, and then try
0: again. Yeah, don't just assume you're awesome from the get go and people just don't understand you. Like,
1: don't put that bathroom selfie up first. (laughs) You know, start with that group photo where no one can tell which one is you.
0: Also bad, by the way. Not that I've ever online (laughs) dated, but.
1: Just saying. Anyway, so um, when we're writing a clear query letter, you're looking for something that's going to be short and sweet, right? You're not writing a novel, literally, because you've already written a novel, that <laughs> you're trying to sell. So your query letter is going to be very, very simple. It's going to have um, an intro hook that's going to make them want to read on. It's going to tell about what it's going to tell the reader what the book is about. It's going to say who the target audience is. It's going to say what the word count is. It's going to say any sort of qualifications you have to write on the subject. And it's going to end with, you know, this is my novel. I'm seeking representation. This, this query is being sent to multiple agents. Would you Are you interested in seeing it? Okay. Pretty much. So we're going to start first talking about that hook, right? Because your hook, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, your hook is what makes your work different from other bodies of work on the same subject, in the same setting, on the same time frame. So, for example, if you have a book about vampires, right? Okay. There's hundreds, possibly thousands, of books about vampires. Sure. So, what makes yours different? What makes them want to... Because if you say, oh, it's a vampire love story, and this girl's in love with a vampire, and he loves her, but there's also this werewolf guy, then you've just told the story of Twilight, right? So there has to be something different about your manuscript that's going to stand out from others of that same ilk, and that is what your hook is going to be. And so some people think of it, um, we also call it an elevator pitch,
0: uh-huh.
1: right? So an elevator pitch is something that within the amount of time it takes you to write in an elevator with an agent or editor, I don't recommend stalking them and following them into elevators and <laughs> doing this, by the way. I'm just saying this is, what it, this is why it's called an elevator pitch, But basically, within the amount of time it takes to ride in an elevator with someone, you should be able to pitch your novel to them. And that is focusing on the important points, on the aspects that make your work unique and intriguing, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to figure out what your hook is. And a lot of times you can, a lot of people do kind of mashups. They say it's, you know, the Westing game meets Gilmore Girls, which is what I said for Colonial Madness. Oh, okay. Okay. Right, and so that's that in itself is kind of a hook, but it also kind of identifies for the agent or editor, okay, you know, I'm not familiar with her work, but I am familiar with those other two works, and I enjoyed them both. I can see what she would pull from those two things. So when you're talking about the hook, just try and think, look at your work, because you you need to be doing this anyway. You need to know why you wrote this story, because obviously you wanted to tell your story differently, than versions in the past, right? Right. Because you right. were going for some angle that it hadn't been done yet. And you're just like, you know what would be good is if Twilight there was also a mermaid love interest. Right? Something yeah, like that.
0: And that I mean, whatever that initial thought you had that inspired you to write the book, maybe your hook lies there. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And so think about that. Think about why did I choose to write this book to begin with? Because you're like like Ariel says, chances are that's where your hook is, is because you're like, I could tell the story in this way. So what we want to do is have a hook. What you also want to do is you want to do a very brief description of the novel. And this is going to be something, like I said, this entire query letter is going to be about three paragraphs. And they're short paragraphs. But when you're talking about what the book is about, it needs to be something that you could read on the back of a DVD, you know, (laughs) or the back of a book. Something that just briefly describes what the main character is encountering, like, this is the main character's life, this is what they're encountering, this is how they're going to try and solve it. You don't have to go into the detail about how they managed to solve it, etc. That's what the synopsis is going to be for, and we're going to talk about the synopsis next time, how to write good synopsis. But this time, for the query letter, all you're doing is you're just doing a brief thing. My book is about a, a, a young orphan boy who discovers that he's a wizard and goes to a wizarding school and defeats evil.
0: Mm-hmm. right?
1: And I just talked about what Harry Potter is about right, yeah. in just one sentence. And granted, there's all kinds of other details I'm leaving out, like the different houses and his friends and his enemies, but that's what they're going to find out when they read the manuscript. The query letter is just kind of to, 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 to get their interest, right? Yeah,
0: it's a teaser. It's like a trailer exactly. for the actual...
1: In a world. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> right. So that's what you need to think about with this query is you don't need to go into a lot of detail about what the book is about. You just want to say, my book is about blank. And then you say, it's a 60,000 word young adult novel set in Romania. And you can, and you can put your title. I mean, it's, it's quite possible your title's going to get changed. I think I've maybe kept one of my titles. Wow, really? Yeah. Huh. So, I mean, and, you know, and it's okay if your title's crappy. <laughs> it really is. Because it's not going to, they're not going to be like, oh, it's such a compelling story. But, oh, that title, no, no, I don't want that book. Right? Because titles can be changed.
0: Yeah, and presumably the folks who you're writing query letters for are professionals that have done this for a while and kind of right. know to look past the title. Yeah,
1: they know. It's Just like when you're trying to buy a house and you're like, oh, I don't like the paint color. It's like you can always repaint it. <laughs> Same thing. So anyway, so you're going to tell them how many... And you should know your word count. You should know who this book is targeted for because a lot of times people will say, I've got this book, and they don't know who the what the genre is. You should know your genre. You should know who your target audience is because that... Is basically lets you know which agents and editors you're trying to send this to, right? Because if you have Mm -hmm. no idea whether your book is for young adults or new adults or old adults, (laughs) 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 you know what I mean? If you don't know those things, then you don't know which agents and editors to approach because most agents that represent children's authors, they don't represent adult work. So you need to know these things. You also need to know your word count, and you need to know what is a satisfactory word count for a certain type of book. For example, if you were to say you have a young adult novel and it's 10,000 words, that's not very long, Mm -hmm. right? That's three chapters, maybe. Hmm. Now, if you were to say it's 50,000 words and it's a picture book...
0: That's a problem, too, yeah.
1: That's also a problem. It's incredibly long. So you need to... And you need to be doing all your research beforehand, and that's why I was recommending um, the children's writers and illustrators market book because they have those kind of details in there about how long a picture book should be how long a middle grade novel should be how long a YA book should be so focus and figure out those things and then you want to present that as um, I'm seeking representation for my 50,000 word young adult novel Fast Times at Richmond High Would you be interested in seeing my work? And it is very, it is very polite, and it's very important to mention whether or not you're submitting to multiple agents. And there's a reason you do it, and it benefits you, but it also benefits them. If you mention that it's being submitted to multiple agents, if they're really curious about the idea that you've pitched, they're going to want to see it ASAP, and that'll spur them to move faster. But it also lets them know that they're not the only ones interested in it. So. If you were to tell them, listen, I've got someone else that's interested Are you, they're like, whoa, 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 someone else was seeing this and you didn't tell me, hmm. right? Yeah. So you need to be up, you need, uh, honest and upfront. You need to be saying, listen, this is not ex- an exclusive submission. And sometimes they will, they may come back to you and request an exclusive submission and say, listen, don't show this to anyone else. Please just let me have some time to look at it. And it's up to you at that point if you want to do that. But upfront, you need to be telling them, listen, I am sending this to other agents and editors, to get their, you know, to see if they want to represent my work or to see if they want to publish my work.
0: Cool.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I mean, when, and then when we're talking about qualifications, like I mentioned earlier. Qualifications do not include your grandchildren or children loving your work.
0: <laughs> There's a, an assumed bias there. Right,
1: exactly. Of course they're going to love your work, you know, because Nani is hilarious and she does the funny voices <laughs> when she reads her story. So you cannot count family members loving your work as legitimate qualifications. What you can do is, um, say, if you happen to be writing something about the Big Bang Theory and you're an astrophysicist, right? Or you worked alongside Neil deGrasse Tyson and, and he can vet you, something like that. Then, okay, then you have more clout. And that qualifies you, especially with nonfiction. With nonfiction, it's more important to have those references and have those qualifications so people go, oh, okay, this is nonfiction, a nonfiction book about such and such subject, and this person um, is a professor of such and such subject. Okay, then they're, they'll be perfect to tell this. Right? So think about your qualifications. If you don't have any, that's totally fine, too. Because especially if you're just starting off in, in publishing, you, you won't have qualifications, especially if you're coming from a different background. So if you don't have anything, just don't say anything at all. You don't have to say, I'm sorry, I haven't really done much. I'm not really qualified, but (laughs) I would really like you to give me a chance. Don't say anything. Just say, this is my work. I seek representation. Thank you for your time. And that's all you have to do. And if you're qualified, you add your qualifications on there. You can mention maybe if you're a member of of, uh, SCBWI, the Society of Children's Book Writers Illustrators, or Romance Writers of America, or any other group that you happen to be a member of that they might be familiar with. And especially if you met them at a conference or you met them at a workshop and they said, you know, hey, people that went to this, if you mention that you saw me here, I will move yours to the top of the list. Then by all means, mention those things. And then, of course, you just want to finish with, with a clean ending, like sincerely, best regards, and then whatever your name happens to be.
0: You don't want to end it with kaboom,
1: yeah. <laughs> and boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not doing that. No, don't <laughs> do that. keep it professional, folks. Yeah. <laughs> so, and there you have it. I mean, there's the a query letter nutshell. And if you want more help with writing query letters, um, I, I, like I said, I I do query letter um, critiques. So, if you need help with that, I can always help you. Um, of course, I do. I do charge uh, monies for that, but I guarantee you, um, you will not regret it it will be very thankful to have it done so um yeah so query letters very simple like I said you have that strong opening hook to entice them to read more and to want to read your work you do a brief description of what the work is going to be about you tell them you classify your work with the genre the word count mention the title you list any qualifications you have and you finish with what you're seeking out of this situation and that's going to be your query letter
0: very cool, Joe. Yeah. So where can people find more of your stuff? And importantly, where can they contact you for help with a query letter?
1: So they can go to my website. It's uh, www.joewittemore.com. You'll see the links for podcasts. You can also buy books, and I can autograph them for you and ship them. You know, And this is just great for the holiday season. <laughs> but, um, no, and there's all kinds of – there's writing links there and all, just all kinds of great um, – resources for you and Ariel where can people write to us with comments or questions
0: so send us an email to yyawpod that's yyawpod at gmail.com okay awesome thanks everybody
1: thanks guys